Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we get to talk about the 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 team, the athletics team that has been persisting through COVID. Oh man, I'm even making noise because I'm so, so excited, excited about this. I'm so excited <laughs> about this. Um, as we head to Concordia University, Wisconsin, joining us today, Coach Lewis Smith. He's the coach for eSports at Concordia University, Wisconsin. Coach Smith, thanks so much for being our guest on The Coffee Hour. It's it's my pleasure. I'm proud to represent the I guess the, like the cockroach of the team. You know, there's a <laughs> pandemic, there's <laughs> nuclear war. You can't cancel us. We're not going away. We're here to stay. So I'm can't, happy to, to be the head cockroach. Can't <laughs> smash them. That's right. <laughs> no. All right. So yes, we have said esports a couple of times, and our listeners may be wondering what are esports uh what are esports coach smith that is a great question and the question i get asked more than anything else so there's a really simple way to put it and it sounds weird but this is what it is it's video games played competitively there are certain video games out there that have a really good competitive structure built within the game that you're going against other human people at the same time and they're extremely competitive have very high uh skill gaps and just are able to compete at a high level like, you know, traditional sports. So can you can you share an example or, or two of this? I think my only experience, and I, I remember like Duck Hunt, but that's about <laughs> the extent of my experience. No, I, it is funny you say that because the, the thing that I think people struggle with so much is I say competitive video games and they're like, how do you play Super Mario competitively? Like there's games like like Duck Hunt where you're just like playing by yourself against computers. That's that's mm-hmm. not esports. These are games like uh, Call of Duty, for example. I have a Call of Duty team in a national league. We had two matches against two other universities on Monday. It's four versus four. We join in the same lobby and we do a best of five series with three different game modes. Uh, so Call of Duty is one of the esports we have that's like the most popular, most known by the general public. And then there's other esports that are large, but not as known by the general public, like League of Legends or Rocket League or Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. How did esports get their start at Concordia, Wisconsin? Actually, esports started at Concordia when I was hired uh, just over a year ago. My first day was actually January 2nd. And it's crazy because like with getting kicked off campus and being remote, I feel like I'm still like brand new. But it's mind blowing that I've been with at Concordia over a year. Uh, Concordia or esports joining uh, collegiate athletic departments is a trend that has been getting more and more popular. Concordia was ahead of the trend and got into it last January and it's been a really, honestly, like really quick and momentous build since I've gotten here a year ago. So I first built my team from existing students, and then I was able to recruit some students to come to Concordia to play esports for us. And we've gotten more students that way, and have just been more and more competitive each semester. I, I want to learn more about the team, but before we get to that. How does one get to be a coach for esports? Tell us a little bit about your history and how you got to this point. Like, did you think as a kid, I wanted to be, I want to, I want to lead a team. I want to coach a team in esports. Was that what you were thinking? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, 
So me, I actually, my background is traditional sports. I was a sport manager major at the University of Minnesota, go Gophers, mm-hmm. slip that in there. And then, uh, you know, during my college career, I worked for the NFL. I worked for the NBA. I worked for the MLB. I worked for my uh, university's athletic department. I, uh, it was, I ran stats for Bleach Report, Google, you know, NFL.com. Like it was all traditional sports. And then I learned more and more about esports, and I realized that all the principles and like you know everything that made me so passionate about traditional sports, it's there in esports. It's just like the the high skill, the uh, you know high level of competition. What really gets you passionate about sports is there in esports. You just take the physical aspect out of it, which you know some people that's a deal breaker. Other people like myself can overlook that and see the similarities. So. I've worked in esports for about, I'd say, seven years now. It started right after, right before I graduated college in 2015. I never expected myself to be a coach. Uh, in esports itself, I got a pretty well-rounded experience. I've done a lot of work with statistics, d- designing a lot of uh, fantasy esports was how I got my start. But then just running like online ranking systems, uh, matchmaking, and then I've worked a lot in marketing with companies such as you know Evil Geniuses. Uh, Philadelphia Fusion, just kind of other random esports organizations that aren't exactly known by the general public, but in terms of the esports industry, they're pretty large. So well-rounded experience where I could speak to the industry as a whole really confidently, and then I'm just taking that industry knowledge and applying it more to individual game industry knowledges uh, through the perspective as a coach. So it's definitely unique. Definitely did not expect myself to be here, but now that I'm here, I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, I can I can see how the that same competitive nature would be the same whether it's uh, you know playing football or hockey or uh, or doing something that that's <clears throat> more in the esports world. It's the same competitive uh, spirit that you have to have in order mm-hmm. to to compete on a team. So tell us about this year's team. Oh, this year's team's great. Love it. Best team I've ever had. <laughs> no, it's a, it, it gets a little better each semester. Just we're we're getting more organized ourselves. So this year's team. So how it works? I have uh, casual teams, which are people that are on the team but not expected to practice and compete uh, regularly. And then I have the varsity players. Uh, my varsity players. I've got over fifty varsity players now. We're spread across twelve different esport titles. And they are all practicing and competing on a weekly and monthly basis. So uh, the big thing for us with being so new, like I said, we're just over a year old, is just getting like our foundation built. And luckily, I've got some really amazing players that have helped me build that foundation and are really able like to take ownership of their small teams on their own. Because like esports is not just one team. Like I like I said, I have 12 teams under eSports. So it's almost like I'm the athletic director and I have all these athletic teams. It's just the eSports version of it. So we're pretty widespread. Uh, Call of Duty is top 20 team in the nation right now. So we had a really nice start to our season on Monday. And then I have a ton of different teams with their league starting in the next two weeks. How do you train? How do the the students train for these competitions? Yeah, uh, it's like I said, it's it's really a lot more similar to what uh, traditional athletes, people who are a fan of traditional sports, are used to. We do a lot of film review, and then we do a lot of practice. Practice is just different, you know. You take the physical aspect of it, and it's like think of it when you're, you know, um, everything I 
my like work ethic, my mentality is all built from my uh, history as a football player. And just when you go in practice and you're taking mental reps instead of physical reps, you know, you're talking through strategy, you're watching film, you are trying to scout your opponent. That is all there in esports and all done the exact same way as traditional sports. It's just, you know, when we practice, we're playing on a computer or an Xbox rather than running around on a field. So we've got consistent practice schedules at least two to three times a week, which is a combination of just our self-improvement and then scouting our opponent for that week. Are there, do you practice differently for different, for different versions of of the sport? I, I, I guess that would be an obvious answer like what what actually goes into uh these these practice sessions with the guys yeah so it yeah it is is very different for uh different esports and then it's also very different for like where our teams are so i've got like overwatch team for example we have had uh two true matches as a team of six so as a group we're really inexperienced with actually playing each other so when we're practicing, we are just still trying to learn who we are, play with each other, get used to ourselves and like figure out our identity. Compared to my Rocket League team, I've had the same three as our top trio for three semesters now. We know who we are. So now our perspective is much more focused on, okay, who are who is our opponent? Who, what is our league setup? How can we win rather than how can we just, you know, kind of get our feet under us is what I I, uh, say to the Overwatch team. Mm -hmm. How has competing this year uh, been been helpful, being able to continue this competition when when not a lot of other sports teams have been able to do a lot in the last year? Yeah, it's it's an uh, it's a blessing. You know, I I don't like to say that we've we've benefited from uh, COVID. Obviously, you know, there's a lot going on way bigger than anything esports. We just have been able to not get canceled, which, you know, we joke about up front, but it is something that's been really good for our program, especially so early on in our, uh, you know, history. It's nice. We're not you know having this harsh interruption right now. But the big thing is it's been amazing for the students, especially a lot of my uh, student athletes are athletes for other sports on campus. So they just they need that competitive outlet and they need something that they can rely on with so much uncertainty. We want some predictability. So I'm really proud that our team has been able to provide that for uh, our student athletes. And then also Concordia University of Wisconsin as a whole still having something to talk about on a weekly basis throughout fall semester. Hmm. All right. Paint a picture for us of what a competition right. looks like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, from just what it looks like. So we are able to, I'd say 95% of the competitions we will compete in will be completely online. Uh, Concordia has given us, a, they've really helped us in our start and we actually have an on-campus esports arena top of line gaming pcs really stable internet and 95 percent of our competitions will just be from there and it's actually been 100 percent since absolutely nothing's been online uh during the pandemic so match day you know let's say we have rocket league has a, a 7 p.m match our three guys come in at around six at the at the latest start warming up we talk a little about ourselves talk a little about our other team and then 7 o'clock rolls around and we have a contact for the other team. We get in the same online lobby and then we run our series. So it's it's surprisingly simple for how complex esports can seem. And then once uh, 
once COVID lightens up or once COVID is, is disappearing and this whole crazy saga is behind us, we will have some in-person aspects. It's, it, you know, we can compete hundred percent online, but it's still nice to get that feeling of, you know, seeing your opponent in person, you know, shaking hands, which I mean, just shaking hands just seems like a, a foreign <laughs> idea right now, but getting that in-person aspect to competition will, will come down the road. What about spectators? Can you have spectators at uh, eSports? Yeah. So uh, when we have those in-person competitions, there will be spectators. It's going to be really small as a whole, like especially collegiate eSports. Pretty much everything is uh, streamed on a website called Twitch. Some people know Twitch extremely well. Some people don't. It's a live streaming website that has just been the TV it's been the cable network of esports since esports has, you know, really blown up. So all of our events are streamed on our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash CUW esports. Got to slip a little plug in there. <laughs> and uh, when you're watching our stream, you can see exactly what our players see while they're playing. You can see exact or hear exactly what they're talking about when we're uh, playing. So it's kind of just like st- standing behind the person participating and looking over its shoulder which is uh, it's a fun experience. Fascinating. <laughs> Isn't it? It's so, it's so crazy. It really is. Like this, like my job, esports as a whole, getting into the collegiate industry, it is just so, I guess, like foreign to, compared to everything that's come before. Mm-hmm. But then the more you learn about it, the more you just are like, oh, okay, I get it. And this makes total sense. And you you get sold in and you get over the whole stigma of, you know, these guys aren't athletes. These aren't physical sports. And you're past that. And then you just bought in and it's just so enjoyable. <laughs> CUWFalcons.com. Uh, we'll share the link to esports in our program notes today as well. Our guest, Coach Lewis Smith for Concordia University, Wisconsin Esports. Coach Smith, thank, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you for having me. Uh, you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. Uh, hopefully this will not be my last appearance on the Coffee Hour. You guys got my contact info now. So I uh, hope I hope to be back on here again. Thanks so much. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golsek. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.